0: Happy black history run and welcome to outside voice inside this episode is titled same old mistakes featuring special guest ronnie jala we will be discussing our blackness in relationship to male and female relations so please grab a seat and we hope you enjoy outside voice inside
1: hey hey we are now on episode four we have done this is four episodes four episodes in of outside voice inside i'm excited we have again another guest ronnie jala you know we he's a writer of several poetry and prose books four on his own And he has also co-written some with a mutual homie that writes just as well. Yes, Teeth. shout out to Teeth. He has his latest book, Just Advice, which was released this past December. You can check it out by going to his Twitter or Instagram, clicking on the link, underscore J0LLA. He's also a US Army veteran, thank you for your services, and a husband of an amazing goddess and two beautiful children. So we're having him on to talk about our relationships between black men and women, the same old mistakes that we keep making. Um, Other than the fact that he's one of my closest friends He's uh, the reason we're inviting him on today is because he is a friend of humanity, an enemy of stupidity, an honest advice giver, and the worst devil's advocate ever in my life. <laughs> Ronnie Jala, Welcome. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Man, listen, devil's advocate. The
0: devil don't need no
2: advocates. <laughs> devil don't he need no help.
0: Because sometimes the devil
2: needs clarity.
0: Uh, child. <laughs> <laughs> A word.
1: <laughs> Ronnie's here to give it to us. But before we get into that, you know, every week we talk about our relationship with music, and so we'll let you go first. What have you been listening to this week, Ronnie?
2: Um, I've been listening to, uh, I don't know if it's a group or just one person. I think it's a group though. Uh, cartoons with two R's.
1: I've never heard of them. I've never heard
0: of them.
2: I ran across them because of like a a TikTok meme or some shit that made its way over to IG, or maybe it just started on IG. Like when they do the mixed videos,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and it's like somebody reacting to some shit. So it was just like some soulful R and B shit, like. Just, just instrumentation. Now they oh, have no. people on their songs, which you know, I, I learned that when I went to go listen to the album. But like, they're dope though. Um, aside from that, have you all listened to? They're old now, but Earl Sweatshirt and Knowledge used to do a podcast. I didn't know that. You know, uh, I love Earl. So. I'm gonna send you the links. But, I, like, like, they just, I feel like they knew just do they mixes had a Podcast,
0: but I just have. <laughs> I feel like I knew, but I just never listened to it. Like, I knew that it existed, but I
2: just never listened to it. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you, too. Like, it's worth it. Like, I think it might be, like, 20. It might be more. But, like, the ones that I found on uh, online. And they just do varied mixes and shit. Like, so one episode might be New York hip-hop or, you know, like a dedication to the locks or some shit. But then another one might just be all old music like, old R&B. Like, another one might just be, like, some international shit. Like, it's dope.
1: I would have yeah, I kinda, check that
2: out. Kind of just bounce around per usual, you know. Yes. You have great musical taste. Tamara,
0: what have you been listening to? Um, I have I have talked about this on the music podcast, but I don't know if everybody watches the show Queens. With uh, Eve, Brandy, and um, Notori. I can't, I was about to forget her name. I was about to be like, Tasha from Power. (laughs) I don't want to insult that woman in that way. But, um.
2: but but that's how I know her.
0: (laughs) But it's really, it's. First of all, I know that Swiss Beats has something to do with the show because when they use music, they use like, they're getting licensing for like whole hip hop songs that mm. you just are like watching it. Like, what is the budget on this show that they are using like this whole, song, this whole song? But what they do very well each week is that there's a new song that the women that are a part of the group do. Like, so it's like a new... Uh, it may be Brandy may be singing it may be Eve rapping so each week like if you go look at new singles it'll be whatever the song was Uh that was um on the show like she did one week it was uh Brandy on the hook and Remy Ma was rapping so like so each week it's like a uh a new song but it's like when I go to look it up because I have title it's not like a um like a soundtrack, there's no like soundtrack, but you see like this list of songs that just says Queens, like- the- Empire,
1: <laughs> Empire used yeah, to be Yeah, so now.
0: like when Empire would put out like a whole album, but I don't know when or if they're going to do that. But first of all, it um it make, when I hear the song, so like this week's song, look, I'm going to tell you the name of it, is uh, Tomorrow's Another Day. And it was basically Brandy was singing. Um, she went to, in the episode, she went to this bar- um, where she used to play and sing to make money before um, they got famous again. And she was playing an acoustic guitar and she was uh, you know, singing this song about um, the mistakes that she's made and she's just trying to do better and tomorrow is another day. But um, like watching the show makes me, uh, I need a new album from Eve I need a new album from Brandy. And um, I know Notori played Lil' Kim in the Notorious movie back in the day. Um, She really wants to be a rapper. So (laughs) so, Tasha from Power should put out a rap record just because. (laughs) But I mean, you you know, I think that what we just saw this week was like the season finale. But it's a, um, it's a good show, but it makes me want, it's very reminiscent. Remember how we used to watch New York Undercover for us older people? Mm-hmm. And they would have a performer and you'd be like, yes, it's, it gives me that feel when they sing like a song in the show. And I'd be like, so it's, it gives you that kind of feel when you watch it. But so I've been listening to the Queen's soundtrack, you could call it, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. I have a question. Yes. Um,
2: I don't know why it hit me so late because I know her from power, but it's not like I watch power. Like yeah. I got the fuck up out of there. Um, <laughs> isn't old girl from like 3LW or some shit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I just wanted to make sure I was. She this. got All she
0: right. got removed from the group before they became the cheetah girl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Before they became
2: oh, so she won. <laughs> I right.
1: call I call colorism. I call colorism.
2: Man, listen. Seems <laughs> accurate to me.
1: You should have put yes. that shit in uh, accurate. last episode. Yeah.
2: Yes, we should have mentioned that last episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what I have been listening to this week is some hood rap music. My favorite. Shot. <laughs> it is a song called Single by Caluminati. And it comes Calum. on. Yes, it's it's very hidrat. I love it. I've had it on repeat. Tamara, you're making that face, but I guarantee you, when you listen to it, you are going to put it on repeat.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out where is Kaluminati from? like, because I, I was wanna...
1: trying to get her accent, but I couldn't, and I really didn't care because basically she was saying, why do I have to be single, but you get to run out here and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, fuck that. And hey, you. hold on. Yes,
2: is my shit backwards on y'all's?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's always gonna be backwards to you. Okay, I was so, about to say it, so that it, so that it's sit front here facing with to backwards. everybody else. <laughs>
2: we, <have> <laughs> we, like, like, we we we. <laughs> we
0: have, I have this uh, not to interrupt <laughs> you. We, I have this issue at job at my job when we use Zoom. It's always backwards for me. Like when we first started doing backgrounds, I was like, wait, it's backwards, and it was like. They're like it's supposed to be, and I was
2: like, "Oh, okay." So- okay, okay. I just wanted to make we sure. We not do like,
0: that to you. <laughs> nah, these niggas just let me sit up here with this <laughs> shit backwards the
2: whole time. Like,
1: we, we wouldn't do you. Listen, that would reflect lie. poorly on us. We would not do that to yeah, you. Yeah,
2: we wouldn't do like nah, that. Nah, that would reflect poorly on me. Like, what the fuck are you looking at?
1: <laughs> but see, this is this is exactly why we chose you to be on this episode because. You are a very observant person. You put your biases aside. And if you can't seem to, you will be like, I, this is bias. I have this bias. You're very honest. And we needed to have an honest conversation about relationships between black men and women and not just romantic sides of things because A lot that's the first thing people think about when we say relationships between black men and women, but that is you, you know. We have to fix that because our foundation for black people it starts at a relationship level, we don't have good relationships with each other, we will always remain divided so. We have you here, because we want a sane black man's point of view. On everything. I mean, you know, as sane as we can get. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy, smokes. It, like. Holy smokes! <laughs> fair, we fair. we trust you, Ronnie. But, we
1: trust. What you. what
2: what could be budgeted?
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, the price has gone up, so we're working <laughs> I, with what we
2: got. I used to watch the prices right all the time at uh, with my grandmother
0: yes me too bob barker was a homie <laughs>
2: right
1: all yeah. three of us did this
0: so let's get into it Ooh, all
1: right.
0: where we where we go look where you won't stop like it's just so many places to start
1: i mean literally you could take a rock and throw it on any social media and hit issues that black men and women have
2: yeah it's just that if you throw the rock it's going to hit facebook three weeks later. like i think that's like the time you know what's funny this this has nothing to do with that but like with tiktok kind of being a bigger thing now now it's like another tier of of time you know what i'm saying like should have hit tiktok then it'll hit ig like a week later then it'll hit twitter or vice versa and then it'll fucking facebook is still last like facebook won't be last
1: in the words of the great bug Facebook is for old people
2: I mean shit not for old people too low key what'd you say I said Twitter's for old people too low key
1: well she reprimanded me like why are you get off of Twitter you're old I was like the children these days you know fighting to kiss it.
2: they definitely been telling (laughs) motherfuckers to get off of their like you're
0: 32. We are the reason this shit pops. But but it's it's <laughs> respect so, your elders. <laughs> so weird weird to me that for young people, 30 is the end of their life. When they turn, when I turn 30, oh my god, I'll be so old. That's, and I'm that's like- not weird.
1: You want to know why? Because when I was 18, I thought 30 was old, and I used to. We mentioned her. I I realized that we mentioned Tangela a lot, as if she is part of our show. <laughs> I used to, Tangela is only three, what, three years older than me? Mm -mm. And I used to call her old. Like, yo, old ass. She's only three years older than me. So, I just feel like when you're
2: young. Three years is a lot when you're young.
1: Yeah. (coughs) Like, everybody
0: is old. old, I've been old for a long time, so. Yes. Yeah. Same. So, you (laughs) know, I've been old. Look, I've been
1: old. We could talk about this forever. I think where we should start, when it comes to relationships with black men and women is friendship because I don't care what anybody says how good a friend you are to someone will indicate how well you treat them how much respect you have for them you know what you're willing to listen to what you're willing to tolerate when you take people out of the friendship realm and you put them into other buckets you you don't people don't extend that much grace Mm -hmm. in other relationships. So I feel like that's where we should start. Relationships, friendships between Black men and women and how society has conditioned us to think that we can't be friends. Me and Ronnie were talking about this the other day and society sends this message that men and women cannot be friends together, especially attractive men and women. Right. And I, you know, me and Ronnie are proof that this is a fucking lie and it's a myth. We're both attractive people. Right. That's not me like unnecessarily tooting my horn. We don't look like a foot. We're attractive people. I've never come on to him. He's never come on to me. We've been friends since shit. We were in our 20s. But, but you,
0: but you have to, what you have to originate okay. with is what friendship looks like <laughs> to people because sometimes people become friends with people because they're attracted or go into it that they want to be friends with someone because they find that person attractive so you know who I
1: became friends with Ronnie because he's a fucking phenomenal ass writer I seriously like I don't know too many people who write better than him I don't they're they're either old or they're dead Oh Jesus. <laughs> He's my, like, I fell in love with his writing. That is why I'm friends with him. He just so happens to also be a cool-ass nigga right, across that, the motherfucking board.
0: But that's the thing is that, but you, but I'm being general, of course. Yes. Because, because I I can say that the three of us here view friendship very differently than a, a probably a large majority of people. So, it you know, when people, when, guys are saying they want to be my friend i'm always like well what does friendship what does a friendship look like to you and i actually <laughs> did have someone a guy approached me about being friends and he gave me this laundry list of what friendship looked like and i knew where i was in my space and i said i i i'm, I'm sorry i have to decline because that sounds like emotional labor to me and i am not in the space to <laughs> Like and I and I wasn't and I didn't say it ugly, I wasn't being mean, but it was like he had all of these needs that he needed from his friend and I was like, yeah, I, right now I'm not in the space to provide you with any of that. I need to give that to myself. so I declined the friendship, but like, I still communicate with this person like, hey, you good this month? like but I don't, but I don't consider us friends because it's, we're acquaintances in that way because what he was looking for in a friendship, I couldn't provide. So because I'm grown and he was grown, we had a conversation, but I feel like these are conversations that are never had between people, men and women specifically.
2: Yeah, because I was going to say like, um, I don't think that I've really had many, you know, I might have some like later on in the friendship, but like I've never really had like qualifying conversations like you know hey you want to be friends like we should be friends you know what i'm saying like it just kind of would be more of a thing that would naturally happen i guess and like that's better for me like what's funny i meant to say this while well i didn't mean to say it while you were saying it but while you were talking about the attractiveness thing right what's funny to me is that I used to get so much shit from like men and women like just about my female friends right Mm -hmm. because they consider all of my female friends to just be like beautiful or some shit like like I'm just a shallow bastard like everybody can be shallow like I'm not a paragon of virtue or no shit but like I don't go around picking motherfuckers because of how they look you know what I'm saying like yes I'm not gonna slander anybody in particular I'll just say that physical beauty doesn't mean shit to me if you're an ugly ass person Mm
1: -hmm. yep
2: that doesn't mean that a person can't have ugly ways and I don't love them you know what I mean like we all have our our ways and shit and like It's just tolerable for me, what the ugly ways are. Uh, Or, you know, like I might feel like, all right, this is your struggle part or whatever, but I can help in that. Right. Like I can I can provide a a friendship worth in this department. Mm -hmm. Make you a better bastard. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) be the best bastard you can be. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we all some bastards, man. Like
1: I when I think about friendship too. I I realize that a lot of friendships are transactional and that's why a lot of men and women cannot maintain friendships because it's, oh, well, what's in it for me? When I look at people, there have, when I was younger, there were some people that I was friends with out of duty. And when I say that, it's my mom would lightweight try to force me to be friends with some people sometimes but it was because my parents hung out with them and then people had kids and so I was like you know hang out with them and there was one person I'm not gonna say no names in the event like a blue moon rises and they decide to listen to this but my mom Wanted me to be friends with somebody that I just I didn't like because they used to make fun of how much I used to read. Why the fuck you always reading a book? And it was like, because I don't like y'all. And my parents were very concerned when I was a kid because they were just like, she doesn't like people. Like, <laughs> this is, something's going on. It's it's like she it. likes books more than people. But that's because books have more integrity than human beings. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, However. Have more <laughs>
2: than human beings also.
1: <laughs> that part too. And I realized that at a very young age. Anyway, my mom pushed this friendship and pushed it, but it wasn't, it was in an indirect way. Like I'm hanging out with her mom. You got to hang out with her. And she ended up being a dope ass person. And that is why I was like, okay, I could be friends with her. However, the dope parts about herself, she hit them because they weren't popular and as far as me choosing my friends every person I've ever chose to be friends with is because they were dope it wasn't because they had anything that I necessarily wanted or that I needed to benefit off of like being friends with Tamara and being friends with you you guys are dope in your own right whether I am friends with you or not we could fall out tomorrow which I don't there would be no reason to but we could and your dopeness would still stand I don't feel like I have made you dope in any way whatsoever you were, I'm friends with you because you don't and I feel like because people view most of their relationships as transactional they can't even see people for who they really are so black black men and black women are pretty much looking at each other like what's in it for me? So Tamara, when you mentioned the guy had all these needs, he's looking at what can women do for me? Mm -hmm. And that's why we can't manage to be friends with each other. It's also why it's difficult to be friends also with some people of the same gender or sex, however you relate, because it is a what's, it's that individualism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the
2: centering of self. Like even with you, saying um you know i'm friends with this person because they're dope but not necessarily because i'm validating it like some people feel like that though like they feel like oh yeah you're dope because you're friends with me type of shit you know what i'm saying like because i saw the whatever in you that's so arrogant yeah (laughs) but that's that's the that's powered by individualism like Mm -hmm. also the the transactional shit—that's behind even the the intimate relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it it just makes so much sense that it bleeds over into friendships because certain um, nations prop that an in, intimate relationship above friendship relationship above platonic relationships, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, it just bleeds down.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that word, intimate, too, because that is something else we're conditioned is that intimacy is I couldn't only think involved. of shit else to- <laughs> No, 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 But it's- It's good a good word. It,
0: it was the right because word.
1: Because I yeah, think-
0: but,
2: but platonic relationships are intimate, too, though. Yes. Like.
1: I think I have my closest friends, and I'm talking about my core, like y'all. I have intimate relationships with y'all. There are things that I tell y'all I'm never going to tell my other friends, mainly because you guys take an interest in me as a person enough to know how to treat me. You're never going to center yourself in my shit or when I come to you and you can tell this is some serious shit, you're not going to take the conversation and make that shit all about you. And I don't think people realize that when we do this, we're sending a direct message to the person like, you're not that important to me, so let's talk about me. Right. And I know some people accidentally do it sometimes for whatever reason, nervousness, um, trying to be vulnerable themselves, trying to relate like, oh, they told me something, so now I have to tell them something similar that happened with myself. It's just this-
2: That's that Oprah one-upness shit.
1: Yeah, like chill. You you can get your turn. Yeah, on to your day time. Day,
2: like today is is for me. Like let me have it.
1: Right, but see when you when we do that, then we risk sounding selfish ourselves. Like why are you making things about you? And it's it's like support. Right, relationships require support, and it's like if you are the person that's always supporting other people, when do you get supported? Right, And if you mention it in your relationships and people act like you requiring support is too much, that begs to, to, the question begs to be asked, do you guys have a real friendship? Or is it
0: one-sided? Right. And and that's why I said there's, you know, even though, like Ronnie said, you don't go, hey, I would like to make this person my friend. Now, during the pandemic, I did do that. But... um, (laughs)
2: Different terms,
0: different terms. <laughs> but, <laughs> <don't judge you. laughs> but, but I think that, like, a lot of friendships are established. Like, most of my friendships, people that I have been friends with for years are my friends or became my friends because of proximity. People I went to, I, I became friends with in high school, friends I, I made when I was in college. I'm still very close to those people. So it's, it wasn't like, hey, let's be friends. Those people we learned how to be friends to one another like over time. That was something that happened and developed as we matured and came became older people. But I guess I'm at an age now where I need to know because I know what I have to give. I have no just the, the amount I can pour into someone else. Let me say that. So I need to know how much you need and not necessarily transactionally, but like, I I need to keep some for myself. Yeah. I need to, I need to keep some for myself. And I guess it's kind of like setting a boundary initially when you are, you know, become what, when you create a friendship with someone. So I feel like I was in that space when I had that conversation because I normally wouldn't, that wouldn't have been, like, that wouldn't have been a, a normal conversation I would have had, <laughs> but because it, because I felt like it was somebody coming at me to, you know, I, I don't know if it felt like it was a demand or Nah, you,
2: you sniffed it out, apparently, because if he was able to provide a whole, like, if somebody asked me that shit, I don't know if I'd be able to just drop a laundry list on him off, like, yeah, like. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna need this, like and on Thursdays, I'm gonna need you to hit me up so you can hear out like I wouldn't have that. He had that shit. So something from what he was giving you kind of had your antennas go up. It was a no.
1: So Ronnie, I have to I have to ask, how have you had successful relationships with women outside of we're not of course we're not focusing just on the romantic side of things but how have you been able to have those successful relationships and maintain them too
2: yeah cuz i'll say uh you know before my wife obviously i haven't had successful ones cuz they've all failed right like mm. respectfully respectfully you know
1: some people say just cuz it failed that doesn't mean no. yeah it's it just
2: succeed. it was it was just lego pieces that didn't fit together like yes so I and all of my my uh female friendships haven't necessarily succeeded but a majority of them have but like I think how we were talking about being conditioned Mm -hmm. like that plays a huge part like I was conditioned by my dad Mm -hmm. like so just in seeing how he interacted like he had, you know, women friends, like, he also mm-hmm. was on my ass, like, about just politeness, you know what I mean, so, mm-hmm. like, opening the door, like, somebody, just how to interact, somebody asks you, how you doing, you know, you, you can't just leave it at, like, oh, I'm fine, or good, or whatever, It's mm-hmm. like, good, how oh, are you, really? yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, <laughs> it just was ingrained but like also it's they, they both have to go together mm-hmm. like so it's like he couldn't just be telling me that shit and then me not seeing it in action mm-hmm. like so you know I would see these successful relationships where it's like a man and a woman just treating each other like people you know what I'm saying not like Oh well, now I gotta reach out and grab a titty, like or you just you know what I'm saying? Like it never just like went to some other shit, like or or spilled over into other thing. Like it just stayed right there, and it's like, but he also, I think um, he can't teach me how to be a good listener, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of had it. But he was a good listener, so like he was a, a good advice giver. So, like, I think as far as being on the male side of the fence, that's kind of where a decent amount of my value comes from Hmm. for women who, especially if you're trying to figure out, say, like, the romantic relationship aspects of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't really generally ask a guy about that shit without, one, him thinking you trying to talk to him or... Mm-hmm. and vice versa like mm-hmm. but you know you're trying to get some perspective without like I just want to ask a question nigga damn like yes so it's like, <laughs> you can you know what I'm saying like you can ask me a question and I'm gonna I'm gonna give honest feedback or I'm gonna give the feedback that I feel like you need to hear
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah I can I
1: honestly know. I can honestly say even when talking to you I don't come to you for you to make me feel good I anytime I've asked for your advice it's I knew what I knew what I should have been doing but I knew you were gonna you weren't gonna bullshit me and it was kind of like reinforcement like get on your shit dude like you already knew what the fucking answer was
2: but that's what makes it easy too though because I feel like that a lot of regardless of of what side, like men or women, like a lot of my friends, like if they're coming to ask me some shit, one, they're coming to ask me because they've talked to whoever and might've gotten bullshitted or, you know, Mm -hmm. yes Mm men or whatever. And like, they know that I'm gonna be honest and they know that to a degree, I'm gonna rip the bandaid off the shit. And like you said, they also already know the answer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they know what don't sound like the advice or they would have went on ahead and did whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so they kind of. I don't know how it sounds, but like my friends kind of make it easy for me, like it's easy to mm-hmm. give advice when a motherfucker already has the answer inside. Like, I just got to reinforce that they have the answer inside.
1: I mean, being that you're enemy of stupidity, I feel like perfectly confident in saying none of your friends are stupid. So you know <laughs> that's where it makes your job easy. We're not dumb. We're human, you know. Right. So that other side where you're the friend of humanity, I think that is lacking in so many relationships between men and women because it's it's kind of like everyone wants their side seen so much that they can't step out of the way and let somebody else be seen for the time being. Like, it's not to say that you're never going to be seen, but when you're focused, again, this goes back to centering ourselves. When the focus is always on you, no matter if you brought the conversation up or the other person did, like, it's going to make it difficult for us to get along. And it's there's this tension that's always there where, Women can't tell men what needs to be done, even though most most of the time we're speaking from a perspective of this is what I need as a woman, right? In any relationship that I have with you, whether you're family, you're a friend, you're a lover, you're a business partner, you're a colleague, whatever. This is what I need as a woman. And the men will take it personal, like, well, I need, and it's like, dude, you like this is not because transactional
2: yes you know what i'm saying so like one let me stick up for the stupid people real quick who aren't really (laughs) stupid more often than not they just it hasn't been pointed out to them in a way where they grasp it Mm -hmm. like so i I wanted to say that but also i wanted to say centering myself really quick (laughs) (laughs) I have learned a lot from my relationship with women, Mm -hmm. like just in um, vulnerability or like in a a wide array of of ways. Like I've learned a lot from my relationships with women in ways that I, it was impossible to learn with men. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, if we're talking about the things that are ingrained and conditioned and whatever, like our, our interactions are more surface level. Mm -hmm. Like we're, you know, shit, we got a lot going on. Like we got to fucking be tough. We got to be, you know, this, that, like, so we kind of have to, in order to do these things, we kind of have to keep motherfuckers at bay to a degree, Mm where it's like with A woman, the furthest thing from my mind is, like, being tough with a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm sizing her up romantically. It's just, in so many ways, it don't make sense. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, if if we're talking and we're, you know, she's telling me some shit that's, like, sitting on her heart or whatever, like, it's not time for bravado. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. time for, like, well, shit, I wouldn't have did that. You should have fired on her at, like, (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's a different dynamic altogether, so I feel like I'm more fortunate than most. well, I'm more fortunate than ones who have not understood how beneficial it is to have like platonic friendships with women, like yeah. especially snow this thing anybody else, fuck that is Black History Month, like especially yes. black women. Yes. you know what I'm saying? like cause it's just. They're the only ones that can understand the depths of like the struggle and mm-hmm. you know, like just some of the the hoops that you have to fucking jump through
1: mm-hmm.
2: on a day-to-day basis. Right. so I I'd be low-key happy when I'm able to even be a good friend or be considered a good friend, like to a black woman. Cause I mean, they deserve that. Like they deserve more than that. But
1: yeah, you know. this is it, I'm, I look for the things like with my women friends, I feel like because friend is not gender specific, the things that I discuss with my women friends and how I treat them, I should be able to treat men the same way. But the thing that I run into the most is the same treatment I give Tamra. When I give it to men, they think that I want a relationship with them. Tamara's never thought I wanted to be her girlfriend. Never. And that's that's the frustrating thing is that trying to have intimacy with a lot of men, they interpret that as, oh, she want to fuck. And it's like, no, you idiot. Like, I'm, I think you're cool enough to be friends with, but... I can't have a moment with you without you telling me that my vulnerability makes your dick hard. Like, what?
0: But that, but you know, that's Dang. again, that's again, <laughs> I feel I feel like that again is what Ronnie was speaking of, of the example that he got from his father. Is mm-hmm. I don't feel like, and I'm not saying like, it's it's what you experience, because I just feel like there's, when I and of course it's the social media and you know the people who are the wrongest are always the loudest so there's yeah. a there's a whole lot of you know men and women can't be there's a whole lot of that rhetoric men and women can't be friends and yeah um, dates yeah and like, then just like you know, in there with the <laughs> intimacy is not, you know, you don't, men don't have an emotional safe space. It's a whole lot of the loud and the and the wrong. And if I share my feelings with a woman, she uses it against me. Like it's a whole lot of that. And I'm just, for me, it's very frustrating because I have guy friends that are just my friends. Like I've never been intimate with them. Like they are my friends, but it's just, it's frustrating to watch because I feel like what a lot of men are missing is a level of even me saying this word is going to trigger so many there's a level of softness that that men are missing because somebody has told them in their life that that is that is weakness that's just that's just like the you know men don't cry or boys don't cry type of you know it's the same it's behind it's the same type of message that's been pushed for years and I think that that is kind of where you know where they miss the boat and they they see it as when you say that they need to you know a little bit of softness or where here's the other thing they need to embrace a little bit of their feminine side they die but you know but that but it's it's reality and so they you know because they you know reject that I feel like they miss out on a lot of good friendships that they could have with women because they reject those things that would help them develop those good friendships with women.
2: Yeah. um, One, social media is like the hub of two things can't exist at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just for whatever reason, it's impossible. Like, they completely missed the boat on Styles P, Gangsta and a Gentleman. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can exist at the same time like so you know just like the the duality aspect is like completely missed because <laughs> i and mean I, like
1: ronnie i this, don't want i don't want this to sound like it's constant like it's on the just the men because this was supposed to be about relationships between black oh, and women
2: i was just about to bring up a <laughs> <stuff in> point. <laughs> <Not> niggas, <right? laughs> because like tying back into the experiences thing right like say the way that i i treat you mm-hmm. in our, our friendship or like the way that i treat my best friend heather mm-hmm. nothing's ever come of, of that on some you know oh i think this nigga is really trying to or you know just that that surge of whatever the fuck but i've definitely had instances where shit take a left turn
1: mm-hmm. like and I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here
2: like well what the fuck like you know like trying to backtrack my shit like all i did was what i usually you know they're like oh yeah, show yeah. The motherfucker that i care like you like you show the motherfucker that you care nigga like the only motherfuckers that show that they care are motherfuckers who are trying to fuck Like, or who are trying to go into that that realm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, if they've never had any experiences of anything other than that, and you're talking years and years and years, like, it's not even their fault. Like, it's triggering their, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Mm -hmm. triggering their fucking DNA and shit to take it a certain way.
1: It is, but I also think women we women have to be able to separate our our romantic feelings for someone from, okay, do you really want this person to be your friend? You cannot take advantage of this guy simply because you know he's a good person, he has a good heart. So it's like, if you wouldn't drain Tamara's wallet, don't drain his wallet simply because he's a guy. So when you guys go out, and this is something that I try to foster with my guy friends, like stop paying for everything because the I can tell which guys are paying for everything because they were told they're supposed to pick up the bill when they go out with women. But that can give some women the idea that, oh, he wants to have a relationship because the only people who pick up the bill is, nigg- is niggas that's trying to fuck. So it's like, I think we have our work to do too, as women, where we stop idealizing men in these buckets as if, if he's a friend, he cannot do these things. And they're simply friendly things. Like if I was having an issue, also respecting people's space, mm-hmm. because just because you're my friend, Ronnie, that doesn't mean that i put our relationship ahead of your relationship with your wife and your children like there's boundaries and those boundaries have to exist i cannot put you in a situation that's going to affect your other relationships and so that's also where we start to clash because some people feel like i'm i'm, I'm i was his friend before her and I'm gonna be his friend after. And it's like, this nigga's married, B. Like, calm down, bitch. Like you don't fuck yeah. up. And that's where it's like if you weren't centering yourself in the relationship, you would know that's not that's not your place. Right. You know what I'm saying? And
2: even like without that aspect being there, a motherfucker yes. will center themselves, you know, what I'm saying? like saying, you know. I don't need to be in a relationship to fucking go disappear for a yes. long <laughs> But, like, because people will center themselves, like, instead of, you know, just asking, hey, everything okay? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like motherfuckers will just immediately take the exit to taking it personal or thinking that it has something to do with them. Jesus. Like, so those types of friendships are usually the ones that fall off because, like, honestly i'm not the greatest consistent communicator you know what i mean like when when we're communicating shit could be great (laughs) like but then you might not talk to me for three months or you know
1: that's never happened i i just for all listeners here it is never in three months if three months go by and i haven't talked to this nigga it's because he's dead like and i'm not (laughs) expecting full-blown conversations it's Because this is the thing about relationships, right? You develop these relationships with people over time, so you know their patterns. Mm -hmm. So anytime I haven't gotten a text, a meme, like anything from you, I only be like, hey, how you doing? And it may take you a week to reply, I'm all right. But But I know, but that's our relationship. That's what I was about to say. I was like, but
0: that—that's that's that's because you have guys have established that rapport that you know, okay. I'm all right. Like I'm not gonna press it because the thing is that Ronnie's your friend, and when Ronnie wants to talk to you about what has kept him away, he will come and he will tell you exactly what it is. Like I think that those are definitely things that you develop over time. I have a friend who is finishing up a master's degree and goes ghosts for months at a time, but I know why mm-hmm. they're ghosts. So I'll be like, Hey, I love you. That's it. Like, <laughs> then, you know, that's, that's the conversation, but I feel like some people try to fast track things in friendships that you can't fast. Some things can't be fast tracked yeah. in a friendship that you have to mm-hmm. establish. Like if it's a new, you know, it's, if it's a new friendship and I know I see a lot of times people say as an adult it's very difficult to have new to create new friendships like how do you <laughs> make how do you make new friends running as, an, up, as an adult like- man like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean you can't gaslight people either because yeah. if i've Ronnie, how long i know you Shit.
0: <laughs> forever and ever amen <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Let me think. Almost 50. Is it 15 years? I
0: think
2: it's over that, around. Yeah, around about that. Yes.
1: There. So, in 15 years, I have been able to see patterns of behavior. And when it, dr- it drastically changed, and I say, Hey, what's going on? And you'd be like, Nothing. And I say, Okay. He doesn't want to talk about it. And this behavior, is like poke it, rearing its ugly head. And I'm like, look, we need to talk because this has changed. And I I need to know what's going on. Do, Do we need to reassess our relationship? And you black the fuck out on me and tell me that I'm being paranoid and everything's not about me. Like that type of shit, this is also what causes men and women to not get along. Because whatever you got going on in your life, You're gonna gaslight me because of other shit going on in your life because I'm observant and I notice something's different. It's like, think about, do you want this relationship to last after you're going through whatever the fuck you're going through? Because I think the big thing here is communication. Ronnie, you and I, we have communication, whether it's one word or it's a whole paragraph or it's a two hour long conversation we still communicate. And when that isn't there, that's when we can't have these relationships with the opposite sex.
2: But you know what, like to stick up for the brethren, <laughs> like it ties into that, that vulnerability and soft and whatever thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not even so much a thing of us even thinking about that relationship in particular. If we're in a, a place of struggle or you know whatever the fuck it is that we're going through, the things that you revert to when you're in, you know, like the instincts that you revert to when you're in a, <clears throat> a troubled time or space
1: mm-hmm.
2: fall back to the things we're conditioned. As. So it's like, all right, I'm going through whatever Somebody's asking me about it. I can't fucking tell them. Or, you know, it's not even that much conscious thought towards it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Or, you know, like, yeah, I'm right. Because I don't have, especially if I'm not used to being a vulnerable person, I don't have time to open up this thing that I don't even know how it's going to go. Like, if I'm trying to handle this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I'm in the midst of it, I'm, you know, like, full lock in pushing everything away maybe when I get out of it we'll see but usually how it goes for for guys not to even speak for guys like I ain't the spokesperson but like usually how it goes for guys you get out of this shit I'm not going back to fucking talk about this shit the fuck like I'm out of it you know what I'm saying like I'm not Mm -hmm. like hey so let's have a, a soft moment about you know when I was struggling a couple of months ago like you're like nah nigga like i'm good where are the bottles like we we kicking it like what's up let's
1: see that's when you lose your friend
2: depends though because if you recognize it as something that i'm up... well i mean it you can definitely lose your friend that way but like if your friend knows this is a struggle aspect of your shit they might take the thing you don't have to like you don't have to take on projects but like they might take yes. the time to be like hey you know you don't have to necessarily talk to me but you know like by going through your nothing that shit is still with you even though you think you passed it
1: right just on an emotional
2: intelligence aspect because a lot of people have not had the benefit of being taught about emotional intelligence or just about uh the lingering effects of emotional trauma Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like they they take it like physical trauma which we know physical trauma stays with you too but Yes. the way that people think about physical trauma is like like a cold you know I had a cold I'm over the shit cold gone right you know what I'm saying oh, i sprained my ankle like I iced the shit for a couple of weeks like I'm back good using that motherfucker like it's it's about a here. so it's just out of sight out of mind type of thing so they treat the emotions the same way or the mental space the same way it's like oh yeah I was going through some shit you know it's it's over now so that shit's out of here. It's like it's not out of here.
0: Right. Like not if it's you haven't, nice.
2: not if you haven't processed it, but like, so like Tamra said at the very beginning, it's so many layers to this shit. Like just in in the things that that plague and like if we being real, like black people who are black Americans end up at the bottom of a lot of these avenues. Like. capitalism pressing down on all this shit so it's like yeah you you're trying to speed through a friendship to get to the so-called happy point because Mm -hmm. you're trying to fucking forget about your shitty ass job that you got to keep rushing to every goddamn Mm -hmm. (laughs) monday through friday you know what i'm saying like it's just but if you were in a place of having hella money or whatever you might not feel that need to rush to get a a great friend or to to rush to find a a romantic relationship to kind of give your life some some happiness aspect
1: Mm -hmm. i think too in in asking this question like how do we improve these relationships between us is i think people have to really sit with how much how much work do you want to do to make this change yep. because it's gonna take a ton of work because we it, i hate how everything is tied to when our people were enslaved right so it's gonna take unlearning a lot of the bullshit, and then committing to different stuff so like you said emotional intelligence people think that they don't have this or they don't have the ability to have it because they just haven't been in proximity to it. But as long as you can feel something, you have the capabilities of improving your emotional intelligence. So you know how shit feels when someone's being negative towards you or when they're doing something that is like, they've never they've never mistreated me before. Like, why are they doing this? And so I feel like in all this time where we center ourselves, that is kind of the time to sit back and be like how is my behavior affecting the people that I'm in close proximity to do I want to hurt them right am, am I having behavior that is going to harm somebody and I just don't give a fuck because here's the thing I respect a motherfucker who's just like no, I'm not changing because at least I know who the fuck I'm dealing with the you thing got that the I awareness. Can- Yes, the thing that I cannot deal with and I refuse to with my relationships with black men and women is people acting like they're sorry for shit. They have no intentions of changing because it requires so much work. Because at that point, I don't get a say, you take away my choice when you tell me I'm sorry to, to try to hold on to the relationship, right? And then you don't change shit because now the onus is back on me as to whether or not we move forward. And I think that's why we we have these redundant ass fucking conversations all the time in person and online because people, they want everybody else to change. It starts with ourselves, right? So what you said about conditioning yeah, we may have been conditioned to be a certain way. That doesn't mean we have to stay that way. I I don't want to call us animals, but in a way we are, right? So you you can We're train animals. a pit bull. You can train a pit bull to be vicious, right? Yes. That doesn't mean that pit bull will always stay that way. You take them out of that environment and you teach them something else, and they can become a great animal, a great pet to have, right? I'm
2: Little glad things you said are no that. different. I'm glad you said that because I was about to say I was going to suggest or not suggest but say something that might be unpopular opinion or like the type of shit that people don't want to hear. But Bring your outside voice inside. Say it. (laughs) Time. Like, time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want this shit to we want motherfuckers to get their sense yesterday. Like, but that ain't how it's going to go. One, if you just look like just do generation skips we're making progress we are like honestly like it it, it always feels like hell when you're still in the midst of but like mm-hmm. if you just look at the generation like from we're we're in the middle now so like we have a generation to actually look at behind us you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like where it's like it was harder for us to see when we were the ones that was braving through all the shit with our older generation looking at us crazy as fuck Mm -hmm. like but if you go from our grandparents generation to our parents huge jump Mm -hmm. like our parents to us like we were doing shit that you know our parents are looking at us crazy their parents are looking like why the fuck is y'all letting these motherfuckers do this you know what I mean and like now it's, it's been another considerable jump with just uh, I feel like mental health is of course, everything can get real uh, buzzwordy, but yeah. like that's that's kind of the, the drawback you have to take with the exposure. Yeah. So it's like we've made you, you know we've covered ground there. So from that, that generation to the next one, We just have to, one, try to see what we can even just instill in the generation in front of us so that they can instill it or their version of it to the next generation. Like we're, I feel like we're closer than we've ever been, even though, you know, like in that we're going to see a lot of the same mistakes, a lot of the same bullshit, a lot of the damn, niggas ain't learned about that shit yet. Like, niggas ain't learned to stop doing that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get niggas to shut up for nothing. <laughs> like, for one, yeah. like, motherfuckers get themselves jammed up every day, and you just like, I know the OGs told y'all shut the fuck up. Like, stop flashing your fucking money. Stop fucking doing this. Like, but it's just one of them things. Like, with the money thing, it's a different avenue but the same. Like we're not gonna be able to get over some of those issues until we get out of the space of black,,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so,
2: like some things just can't be overcome without the normalization,
0: right,
1: yeah, and I guess I you know this is this is why we have you here today, Ronnie, because you remind me to like seriously take my own advice. Like our last episode, I was like, we have to start with the kids. And this episode, I'm talking about what can we do as adults? And it's like nothing, nigga. gonna <laughs> like, people are gonna, right. people are gonna the make course, their nigga. decisions. I mean, I have to I have to look at it. It's not cynical, <clears throat> it's not pessimistic, it's just facts. Like we're all in a in an age group right now where people have decided this is who they're going to be. They're not gonna change right. because they tried it and they saw how much work it was. And they were like, fuck that. I'll just fuck with people who let me do what the fuck I want to do. Whereas the kids really are our future. Like I was just telling Tammy the other day, I I was sitting in the car having a moment feeling like such a punk ass nigga. Cause I was really finna be in tears because I was just like, you know what? I really don't care about proving myself to any motherfucking adult. Nobody. Not my mother. Of course, not my dad. He's been passed away. Not my friends. I, I want to make my kid proud because I have sacrificed so much to be a good mother to her and it has made me a better person and what did I do all of this for if I'm still trying to make grown ass motherfuckers who don't give a shit about what I'm really doing? Because it doesn't affect them, all the sacrifices that I made. So the children are our future. I thank you. Thank you for bringing me back to where I need to be as far as how we solve this relationship between Black men and women is we teach our children to do better than what we did and what we're doing.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. (laughs) I I don't have no children, but I will impart all I can on the youngsters. Um, Hey, but
2: like, that's the thing. That's that community shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you don't have kids doesn't mean that you don't affect kids. You know what I I mean? Like,
1: Tamra, listen, Tamra affects this little nigga in here more than she knows. They are are like damn near twins. Because she I watches, feel. you know, she watches everything. She listens to everything. She, she's listening right now. She our door wide open. She can hear this entire conversation. So it's
0: typical bug, <laughs> <laughs> ear hustler supreme. <laughs> but,
1: but I mean, I I feel like she needs. I she definitely needs to see more black men, um, and hear more black men because she has a. Ton of examples of black women, but she doesn't for black men. She doesn't have a lot of black. She doesn't have a lot of men in her life at all. Like seriously, Ronnie, you're you're the most consistent man that she sees me talk to.
0: And she be slandering me every chance she gets. (laughs) Join the club. Join the club. She look. She might be my mini me, but she be talking crap about me too. So it's all good.
1: So I say all that to say, you know, yeah, this is something I have to go stick with too and, and stop giving so much energy to how can I, how can I fix this amongst us adults? Because the reality is, it's only so much I can, I can only do what I, I need to do for myself, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. But you know.
0: But that's just, it's, you know. It's
2: the balance of, yeah, that's what I was of about to preservation say. and, you know, outward uh, impact.
1: They didn't make enough of you, Ronnie. They needed to make more of you, put you out into the world.
2: Yep. I disagree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where are you today going to have an, a son? <laughs> Another son.
2: We we got what we we one and one. We good. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is over with.
0: (laughs) You're like, I got my set. I'm good to go.
2: (laughs) Good to fucking go.
1: I'm glad you're able to raise a young black man though so that he can be part of the the balance of things changing. He has has you as the example.
2: Look, let me also uh, say this in regards to my dad so like uh this month is the month that my dad passed like the 27th um but he was very much like a community raiser you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he used to force me to go to church and shit no disrespect to church but (laughs) we all know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like he used to be like the community dad because, you know, like a lot of the kids didn't have their dad or even like the ones that did still gravitated to him because, like, Tamara, with you, it's, it's different when it's not your parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, your parent got to be on call all the time. So after a while, like, damn there, everything sounds like, you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. on my ass. Like, what's up, man? Like, especially if it's a single parent home. So, like, when my dad, a lot of the shit was kind of struggled that way in regards to with me Mm because it was a single parent home but like I feel like he was able to still kind of get certain things out with other kids because it wasn't that pressure there right so whether it was just you know him kind of backing up single moms or just kind of reinforcing things that their dads might have said It's like, yeah, you know, like they come to him for advice and all types of shit. This is from when they were kids into adulthood, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. calling him dad and shit. So, you know, he definitely was a, a large impact to anybody he was around. So I don't. I saw the some of the pitfalls in that. So, like, I don't chase that. Right. I kind of try to avoid it. But some things you can't avoid. (laughs) <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it just like a um, motherfuckers might gravitate to me and I'll just kind of be like oh. <laughs> 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 you know, like just from a selfish standpoint though, like just on some because at the core I love humanity, but I do not like people. So understood. it's a weird very yes.
0: understood. No, understood. Yeah.
2: So yeah, but like I I also understand the doing your part shit like especially if you're having the nerve to gripe about some shit not being good or wanting it to be better it's like you got to put something into it or shut the fuck up like right yes so, i try to put something into it and also shut the fuck up like unless somebody asks me right you know
0: and i've gotten I better because
2: I, I used to not shut the fuck up like i used <laughs> to and so like people <laughs> just used to think like i was like this arrogant motherfucker and i didn't realize why but it's just because I was outspoken, so sorry no, to y'all.
1: This, well, this is why, again, this is why we invited you on because this is, we needed to hear these things, you know, right. to be able to connect the dots. And I think it's important also in Black History Month that we uphold our relationships with each other because yes, we need to celebrate each other every day, every month of the year. But it's very important this year for people to be able to see these things and hear these conversations so they can reinforce what we need to do throughout the rest of the year, too. Like, we don't just work on this shit in February, we need to be working on this shit all year long.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Let me bring some problematic shit to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this episode has been going too good. <laughs> 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 I'm not against Black History Month, but, like, I don't, I don't go hardcore. Like, I, there was a point in time where I was, you know, yes. dropping fucking facts every day on fucking blogs and shit like that. But, like, yes, yeah. my shit is through the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, my shit right. is every day. So, like, I'm not tuning into that white noise, man. Like, my motherfuckers, oh, let's get the fucking dashikis out. Like, no, I'm not with that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like most of the motherfuckers are just like New Year's resolutions and going to the gym. Like they drop off after that month. Oh yeah, yeah. So,
1: well, you're you're talking to two black people who we are we are very much about our blackness, and that's even with this podcast. Even though the month of February was focused on blackness, right? I have to be honest and say, our entire podcast
0: is the whole shit. centered around yeah, Black yeah. people. Like, that's just what it is. And, you know, I hope that um, some of my uh, brethren and sistren that are not of the African descent are, you know, are learning and not upset that these are the issues that I choose to cover. You
2: know,
0: I even, mean, even if there's they always are. the door. Yes. You know? yes. There's always the there door. You go. Man yeah. outside. Yeah.
1: This is our platform. Yeah. You know, we, there are so many areas where we don't get to say what we really want to say. We don't get to do what we want to do, but this is ours. Right. So we need to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And if we want to make every episode be about our Blackness, so fucking be it. You don't like
0: it? Yeah. Don't listen. And, and my hope is that they are they are here to learn. Not to, you know, dictate, but to learn something from what is, what we are saying and what we are doing. So that is my hope as to why they are listening in the first place. Let me say that. From yeah, day
2: one. So maybe it'll be that, that teachable moment, you know, like because uh, I feel like going back to the condition thing real quick, like I feel like that some white people they are doing it before they even realize they're doing it Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying like they just, oh well why like because that's what you know you've been taught that it's supposed to like not necessarily out front obvious to where you can necessarily see it but like everything's supposed to be about you everything's supposed to be about something that you can relate to so if you can't relate to it you need to make it change right you don't need to make a change. You need to expand your what is it? Uh that Chappelle. I know Dave Chappelle's cancelled or whatever. <laughs> that that uh Wu-Tang episode. Like Bond <laughs> nigga. Like expand your shit. Like yeah. your some work. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta talk in the terms where they get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like,
0: yes,
2: yes. Your portfolio needs a, a few more uh diversified options. Yes,
1: yes. Yes, very much. So I just, I thank you for your input, Ronnie, and what you bring to the table because you've given us some, some some food for thought and some ways that I can like implement change on on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's helpful to talk to somebody else, somebody else who's not going to attack you for being honest also. Right. So I appreciate that. Thank you for your outside voice
2: inside. Look, Hashitashi. Pleasure's
1: all mine. Kanishiwa, God. bitches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OVI Podcast. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice Inside.